Tigers Avenue show Friday edition here uh, right before uh, LSU Tigers will kick off the weekend series against the Alabama Crimson Tide. Zach, there's, <laughs> I feel like I say this every time, but there's a good bit to talk about today uh, yep. uh, in a lot of share several different things, several different areas of, of LSU. Um some some really great things I think to look ahead of, um, to to look forward to, uh, some things that have already been announced, um, and, and there's there's plenty of it to discuss. We're going to be uh, discussing all those little tid, all those little tidbits that have been popping up and being announced. Um, also, Zach, I know you want to give your opinion on the spring game. Uh, I gave mine on on Tuesday, and and really some of the highlights that I saw. Um, but you'll give yours. Uh, we'll discuss, uh, the, the, the baseball series, obviously, uh, yeah. this coming up against Alabama. Um, and we're going to highlight one sp- particular, uh, announcement that came this past week that all Tiger fans have been waiting on. Um, yeah. and we'll, we'll discuss that and give our thoughts as well. Uh, all good things. Um, pretty excited for this show just because there's so many good things to talk about um and so kind of our first segment here zach has been dedicated to all these little things things, little little tidbits here um so zach uh what is your i guess we can kick it off with that what was your takeaway since it was last week we'll start with that what was your takeaway from the spring what what stuck out to you most what did you like what did you not like concerns questions I would say probably the biggest thing is, uh, and this is, you know, we talked about this with Carter on AYS a while back, but probably the biggest thing for me is you came away from the spring game with no injuries. Um, there was nothing that, you know, in, in a spring game, obviously that's that's the biggest thing that you want. Uh, there was nothing major that happened, um, you know, that hurt LSU, correct? And Right. No LSU, obviously, you know, uh, and a lot of times with the spring game, they run a lot of base packages. But I thought the offense looked really good. I was very interested to see how the DBs looked. I think there's some work to be done there. Uh, I'd be interested to see, you know, how it all plays out once everybody is back and healthy. There obviously was a lot of people uh, missing uh, due to injuries, you know, precautionary reasons. Uh, obviously with John Emery academics, you know, there's guys that are getting their academics in order, uh, beforehand. So a lot of, you know, you you didn't get the, really the full, uh, the fullness of what you're going to get to witness in the fall with all these different players that are out, but you kind of expect that in the spring. 
but the, the, the biggest thing that I wanted to say, because I, I made a I made a tweet uh, about it at, during the spring game, or maybe it was after the spring game, and I, I've had this in my mind. You know, last year heading into the fall, I said, guys, Malik Neighbors is going to be your leading receiver, and everybody scoffed at me, and they thought it was hilarious, right? And they're like, oh, you know, Kayshawn Booty. Well, we all saw how that worked out, right? Malik Neighbors was your leading receiver, and he is your number one receiver going to this year. I want to say this. I want to say this. So that's that was my hot take from last year. Here's my hot take from this year. And no, it's not that Malik Neighbors will not be your leading receiver. I do believe that Malik Neighbors is going to be your leading receiver this year. I okay. do fully believe that. that you know, I'm, so I'm not making the same kind of uh, hot take. <laughs> but here's my hot take, okay? I think that Kyron Lacey is due for a big year. And yeah, I'm no. talking – I'm not, you know, I'm not talking, you know, just a step – up from last year i'm talking 800 yards you know you know wow. yeah. 750s let's just do this 600 to 800 yards i think kyron lacy is going to have a six to 800 yard uh receiving year and that's massive considering he only had that, 200 plus let me ask you this zach do you think he becomes the clear number two i think aaron anderson is going to have a say in that um but i have a feeling now, this is just all opinion, right? I could be dead wrong on this. I have a feeling that Aaron Anderson is going to be kind of a situational type. You know, when you get a, when you get the chance, they take a shot, and it's Aaron Anderson, right? Um, I think Aaron Anderson is going to play a major role, uh, so I'm not diminishing cool. his talent by, by any means. I just really like what I've seen from Kyron Lacey, and all that – leading is what I wanted to lead up to, which was the first play. The first play from the actual scrimmage was a massive – it was a long ball from Jane Daniels, which obviously is what everybody was screaming for and what everybody screamed during last season. We need, we want to see the long ball. They take a shot, and ball is there. I mean, I know it wasn't completely perfectly accurate. I mean, in a perfect world, you want Jane Daniels to lead him perfectly – and it to be a little bit lower, but it was there, and your receiver went up and you made a play. And ultimately, with the long ball, you're gonna have to. That's what you're gonna have to ask for. You have to Jaden Daniels to trust his guys to throw it up and and hope that they make a play and and trust your receivers to make a play. And it wasn't a, per, a perfectly thrown ball, but it it was there. And Kyron Lacey went up. Made a phenomenal catch, but what was more phenomenal was what he did afterwards and all the broken tackles that he made. I mean, he was spinning out of broken tackles. He was pushing guys off him. It was phenomenal all the way uh, to to score. Um, that was obviously the highlight of the day. That was the biggest highlight of the day. And um, I loved it. I loved it. So I, I loved everything I saw. I know you recapped it, uh, and I know we've got a lot to discuss here, so I'm, I'm not going to harp on the spring game for a long time. but. I loved what I saw. I also the other thing I wanted to mention was I loved that we got to see a lot of work with Trey Holly. He obviously had the receiving touchdown uh, out of the backfield, which you know I also want to see a lot more of. Um, you know, we we saw a little bit of it last year, but it wasn't. I feel like it was not utilized as much as it could have been last year. Um, and I think mainly that was due to the personnel you had. Um, so now you know. You're able, you have so many options at running back, you know, there's going to be a guy there that's got to be the receiving back out of the backfield or, you know, that's going to catch passes out of the backfield. And 
you know, I love to see that from Trey Holly. I love, I understand, you know, Armani Goodwin hurt, Josh Good, uh, Josh Williams hurt, uh, John Emery dealing with the academic issues. I love that opportunity for the freshmen, and we got to see that. Obviously, Caleb Jackson will come in a little bit later, but I love to see that for uh, Trey Holly to get a lot of reps, uh, and especially Noah Kane as well. I'm very interested to see what that how that running back room shapes uh, shapes out because I think that is a big storyline heading into the fall. How does this running back room shape out? And we're going to talk uh, here in just a little bit, um, a little bit more about that with some news out of the transfer portal. Um, but overall, you stayed healthy. I love what I saw from the offense. I want to see what the defense looks like healthy. I thought they did. I thought they did pretty good. I don't know if you watched it, Reagan, but I watched uh, a lot of the mic'd up. Uh, segments that LSU football's been putting out. I got to watch uh, Garrett Nussmeyer's mic'd up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever yeah. he was actually in the spring game, I love that man. Uh, I love the team chemistry and the team com- com- camaraderie that they have right now. They just seem so confident and, and happy and uh, what they're doing. Continuity. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean I, that that is all because of the culture that Brian Kelly has built. No. Um, no. and. You know, that was one of the major things that I saw from the spring game is this team's having fun. You know, I mean, I mean they are they are business. They are all business. They are – this is the goal that they have. This is what we're going to do. That, you know, I mean, it is a it is a business that, that Brian Kelly is running. But, no. you know, they're college, they're college players and they're still able to go out there. Even though it, it has this business-like structure, these guys, these players are still able to go out and have fun and enjoy – uh, you know, time being out there on the field with their with their brothers and with their teammates. So overall, just really great start. Uh, really, I, I guess I say really great into the spring. Uh, to be able to fi- finish it off and cap it off with, um, with a, a really good spring game. I mean, thank goodness it didn't look like Florida's right. <laughs> like, <laughs> ee, you know, the Florida Florida spring game was pretty rough. But uh, reeling a little bit. Defense puts up 32 points. I understand there's a you know a kind of point system that offense puts up 32 points. I thought it was funny that Brian Kelly mentioned you know like hey I would have gone for two. You know <laughs> I thought that was funny uh, in in the post game that he mentioned that that was that was funny to me. Uh, but overall, just uh, I, I had no really no negative comments. Uh, I, I mean I think more of that will come uh, once we really get into the season because I understand right now they're missing a lot of guys in the, the team. Uh, what the team is right now is not what the team's going to look like in the fall. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, Zach, if you could name one person on the defense, maybe not Harold Perkins, uh, because I think everybody recognizes Harold Perkins is going to be Harold Perkins, but maybe yeah. a newcomer or a freshman that came in that on the defensive side of the ball that stuck out to you. Because I feel like there were a few on the defensive side newcomers like transfers and freshmen. I mean, what, what for you, who stuck out on, on the defensive side? Well, I mentioned it to you at uh, – you, you came and visited me at work uh, since y'all are in town. That's why you are in uh, our sister's room now right. in, a, in a weird background. Uh, so for <laughs> viewers, that's, that's why Reagan, you, you can hardly see him because he's white and he's in a white background there. But <laughs> – And also uh, – moving around so. i know right so we discussed <laughs> this uh whenever you came and visited uh me at work today for me it was amari spates uh amar spates i i thought he did a phenomenal job i do i mean dude the 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 speed sideline to sideline with amar spates uh and with harold perkins is going to be something to behold it's going to be really really awesome to get to watch 
um, this upcoming fall. I really love he was he seemed like he was always there, you know. He was always in on the play, he was always there on the ball. Um, so I really loved what I saw from him. And then obviously, um, Whit Weeks, you know, to be able to see him get a, a pick six yeah. and to be able to take it to the house. Uh, that was phenomenal. You know, another another guy on the on the offensive side of the ball. I know we're discussing defense, but on the offensive side of the ball, Landon Abietta took one to the house. You know, Garrett Nussmeyer, yeah. you know, threw kind of a quick quick route to him, and and Landon Abietta put on that speed which we knew he had, and yeah. we finally get to see Landon Abietta play, and he houses one. So I'm interested to see what his role looks like uh, going into the fall. You know, how how much of a role does he have? Um, there's so many. You know, I think. You know, last year and the year before, we went into the offseason going, man, there's so many holes to be filled. There's so many concerns. I really, right now, you know, outside of, you know, how do, how does the uh, defensive backfield work out? Like, I know you you got guys there. You've got guys there. So I'm not yeah. worried about the depth. I'm not worried about the talent. Um, you know, so, like, going into this spring, I'm confident. Like, I don't really have a lot of worries um, yeah. You know, it, it's not like it was last year or the year before, and I'm really concerned. I mean, probably my biggest concern is a little bit of – and it's not even really a concern because you have so many guys there is the running back room. Like, who's going to stabilize themselves? How are they going to work in all these guys? And, you know, that's a right. question we were asking last year. Uh, and, you know, they made it work last year, but I would really like to see kind of more a solidified roles for these guys. Um, you know, who's going to come in when they when they need a running back to come in and pass ball? Who's going to be the guy that's receiving the ball out of the backfield? Who's going to be your thumper? Who's going to be your home run hitter? You know, or, or do they, does it eventually get to a point where they rely, you know, wholly on one to two guys, maybe three? I'm in, I'm very interested to see how that plays out. But right now you have a lavish of riches, um, it feels like, with Brian Kelly and this team. So very much looking forward to the fall. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. A few more things we need to discuss, Zach. I'll, I'll hit on it briefly. Um one thing out of the men's transfer portal hasn't been much uh, to, to kind of update on lately. In basketball? In, in men's basketball. But the, the latest update in terms of LSU men's basketball for the portal is Joe Girard, the, the guard out of Syracuse, has uh, cut his list to two teams. And it is LSU and Clemson. Um, here's the thing with Joe Girard. You've already landed Jordan Wright, Jalen Cook, yep, Carlos Stewart. Um, I would not be surprised if he went to Clemson just because the room has kind of gotten crowded a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I'd be happy if he came to the Tigers. I really would. Um, that's really all the update you have in the men's portal. I, I really am curious to see what Matt, Matt McMahon does to get some length and some size because we need it. We, we need like – we really need like one more player out of the portal that's like a wing type player, like six, 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 seven. I think I've already yeah, said that. I'd be here. good with that or another big. Yes. We really need one like that. Um, because Derek Fountain at six ten can play your five if Will Breaker Baker needs a breather, you know, every now and then. But Jalen Reed and Tyrell Ward are kind of your wing players. Jalen Reed has the size. Tyrell Ward is a little undersized to be playing your wing-type players. You need one more guy to really give you some length and some size um, outside of Will Baker, Derek Fountain, and Jalen Reed. I, I really think you need to get one more. So I'm curious to see yeah. um, what Matt McMahon will do there and how he continues to progress in the portal. Um, other portal news, Zach, 
women's basketball. We'll get to that next segment. We'll get to no, that no, next I'm, segment. I'm talking about uh, uh, today. I know we're going to talk about the commitment, but yes, right back what's well. Going I was going to kind of group those together, and okay. we could discuss we could discuss football uh, and the D line hire, and then when we get to the you know get to that part of the segment, we can discuss today okay. as well. If you're okay with that, are you good with that? Yeah, yeah, I'm perfectly fine. Perfectly fine okay. with that. Okay, uh, so cool. Zach, then in terms of the the portal news with the football, um, right. you know, Brian Kelly in his post-game interview, somebody asked him, you know, what what would you be looking to do in the portal this go-round? Um, and he really just said, essentially, we're looking for depth, uh, to, to boil it down right. uh, to a simple statement. Um, but something interesting uh, that is developing is Logan Diggs, the Notre Dame running back who is out of Rummel. Uh, Louisiana native is in the portal and guys, I would not be surprised if LSU began to trend for this guy um, because I, I really think LSU's running back is going to be looking um, at potential transfer outs. Yeah, uh, I agree. I, I think there's a few guys that might would transfer out uh, of the running back group. So this is a guy who, it, man, in the South Carolina bowl game, I mean, Logan Diggs had a game. Um, played incredible. I think he'd be a solid addition to the running back room. But that is one thing to be looking out for as he's in the portal. Of course, Brian Kelly is your head coach now, uh, former Notre Dame head coach. And he's from Louisiana. So you're definitely going to be trending for him. Um, Zach, you'll, you, I'll let you take the, the D-line coach. Philip Lindsay, Jimmy Lindsay, Jimmy, excuse me, excuse me, not Philip Lindsay. Yeah, so uh, obviously news broke today uh, a few hours ago that Jimmy, it looks like LSU is going to hire Jimmy Lindsay as their defensive line coach. Uh, Jimmy Lindsay spent the last season at South Carolina, uh, and look, Reagan, I got to be honest, uh, I'm kind of in the dark here a little bit. I really don't know a whole lot about Jimmy Lindsay. Uh, a lot of the names that were in the hat, um, I, I knew a lot more information on. Maybe you know some more information on Jimmy Lindsay, but outside of uh, knowing that he he served, uh, um, he, he coached he served he coached this past year uh, at South Carolina. There's not a whole lot, um, so I think you know for obviously obvious reasons, um, there is some LSU fans uh, and like 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 me. I think there's a lot of LSU fans that are a little bit in the dark on this guy uh, because he's not a big popular name. Yeah, but ultimately, and I mentioned this on, uh, I think it was maybe the Blake show a while back. I trust Brian Kelly, man. If he decides, Absolutely. hey, this is my guy, I trust yep. Brian Kelly. Now come back and bite him. Yeah, I mean, any decision you make uh, with the coaching hires, you know, can always come back to bite you. It may not work out for whatever reason. Um, but this is obviously the guy that Brian Kelly has vetted. It's obviously the guy that he trusts to lead this program. I mean, we're talking about this upcoming season. It is going to be uh, massive for LSU because they are going to be legit title contenders uh, this upcoming season with the roster that they have and everybody that they're turning on offense. And so to be able to go out and, and hire, and, and obviously the defensive line is going to going to play a major, major role in that. I mean, the ability to be able to pressure the quarterback in today's, college football world is absolutely massive 
And so if this is the guy that Brian Kelly is trusting uh, to put his defensive line in his hands with all of the expectations that are going to be placed on LSU for this upcoming season, I trust it. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you're, you've, you've hit the nail on the head. You may not know the name. He may not be the big name, but there's no reason for any LSU fan whatsoever to be disappointed, to be I, I would say I would I would never use the word as of right now concerned about this hire. Um, Brian Kelly, without question, has earned the benefit of the doubt in terms of his hires. Um, yes. Barkley is currently Vanderbilt's head coach. That is a Brian Kelly hire. Um, uh, uh, Marcus Freeman, uh, who he hired from Cincinnati, elite defensive coach, and is now the head coach at Notre Dame. Tommy Reese who was a quarterback of of Brian Kelly's. Uh, he brought him on as the OC and now is the OC at the Alabama Crimson Tide. Uh, so, and, and guys, the staff that he has formed here at LSU has been extremely impressive. All of us have loved it. I mean, l- I mean, Zach, to be honest with you, when we hired Matt House, it wasn't really know the name. It was not the big name that people were wanting to see, but Matt House has proven that he is an incredible coach mm-hmm. and arguably arguably one of the best coordinators in the country right now and will probably be up for the Broyles Award this year. And Darn Neal, will, I mean, he probably will win it if he has another season like he did last year. And here's the key to Jimmy Lindsay. This is why I mentioned Matt House. Jimmy Lindsay coached alongside Matt House in 2005. So there is some there is some connections there already um, that Matt House and him have already coached together before. Um, and when you pair that with who Brian Kelly has hired in the past, uh, I mean, Brian Kelly rarely misses on, on, on coordinator hires. Rarely. If he has at all. Um, Brian Kelly has is known for making great hires in, on his staff. So I I don't know much about him. All I know is Brian Kelly vetted it all, uh, you know, a whole bunch. You know there was a ton of interest in this job. Uh, you know there's a lot of interest in LSU's defensive line job. And for him to land on Jimmy Lindsey and there to be some prior connections, uh, uh, Lindsey and House have coached together before. I have no problem with it. I have full trust in the hire. I think we'll be just fine. I agree with you. So, obviously, that pretty much wraps up our uh, – how do you say it, Reagan? Lang Yap? Lang Yap. LSU Lang Yap. Uh, just uh, uh, all kinds of different news coming in for LSU. All positive things for LSU uh, in regards to the transfer portal, both uh, men's basketball and football. Uh, the new defensive line hire, and uh, recapping a little bit uh, more of the spring game. So, Reagan, uh, let's go ahead and let's get right into it. We, we I mentioned earlier we were going to hold off a little bit on discussing the transfer portal for the women's, and the reason being you got <laughs> massive, massive news yesterday. Reagan, we knew it was coming. That's why we had an edit ready. Uh, Haley Van Lith, the top player in the transfer portal, for women's college basketball commits to LSU. Reagan, I don't know about you, but as soon as I saw her hit the portal, I automatically, without being told anything, you know, with without having any sourcing that we had right. um, on the situation, 
automatically, when I saw her hit the, that she had hit the portal, my automatic thought was she's coming to LSU. Then yeah. you learn, then you learn about the connection with Kim Mulkey and how she was uh, on the fence about Baylor and and Louisville whenever Kim Mulkey was at Baylor. Um, obviously, uh, you know they lost to Iowa in the Elite Eight, uh, who was ultimately the team that LSU beat. I'm not saying she's pulling a Kevin Durant, but maybe just a little bit. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't think it's really a Kevin Durant situation, but that I think that. she. I think she also understands that 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 she was doing a lot of the work at Louisville, um, and now she can come to LSU where she is going to be partnered with Angel Reese and the likes of Flage Johnson. Uh, and you also have the number one recruiting class coming in with Michaela Williams. Uh, and obviously, with with what's happening today, um, you know the potential for even oh, greater no. play, players. Oh. Uh, I mean, you listen, Reagan. With let's let, let's discuss this. The impact that this has, not just on LSU's season next year, but on the program. What happened in the national championship when LSU won the national championship is they set themselves up for for this this type of recruiting uh, to no. be able to go out and get the number one player in the transfer portal. To be able to, I mean, I mean, Kim was already doing it before, right? Uh, and I have full confidence in Kim, even if we were to not get Haley Van Lith. But you went out and you got the best player. Listen, Reagan, LSU is going to be the favorite to win the SEC going into next year. Oh. There is no doubt. There is no doubt. Uh, and LSU has put women's college basketball on notice of uh, winning by winning the national championship of who they are, uh, the talent that they have, and players want to join it. Players, yeah. players see what's going on at LSU. And, you know, Kim Mulkey has said it, so I'll, I'll repeat it. These three letters right here, these three letters mean something. This, yeah. this is a brand. This is not just a school. This is a brand. And players want to come to LSU for the brand that it is. And Haley Van Lith, obviously, she came on her visit this, uh, this past week. She enjoyed it. Um, and ultimately makes the announcement yesterday it's massive I, it's massive I, reagan I, I can't i, I can't i don't really have any other words yeah i think it's just a matter of time is all it was uh, i mean it, your initial reaction i think was everyone's initial reaction like yeah wait what Haley man live is in the portal we know where she going <laughs> she's gone i mean every it was immediate it was immediate and this is the kim mulkey effect Kim Mulkey is relentless. She is absolutely relentless. Um, and she rolls out the red carpet. I mean, Zach, these transfer portal uh, recruits are coming in. And, and I, I mean, ev it's all hands on deck. I mean, they're hanging out with Flage. They're hanging out with Angel. They're hanging out with Haley Bryant uh, from the from the gymnastic team. Yeah. Like, She's she's hitting the gritty with Kim Mulkey, taking pictures with Kim Mulkey. Like yeah. it is, it, it is a it, it is like complete dominance on like every level, every facet of the game. That is what Kim Mulkey wants to do, and she's she's killing it. And Zach, I don't know if you saw Kim Mulkey at the Rotary Club, <laughs> the Rotary Club. Um, this is the type of personality she is, and she has earned this respect. 
that when she goes to the, the Rotary Club, she straight up says, hey, it's time to get rid of the PMAC. And it's time to get something new. And she can say that. Like, she yeah. has earned that. Yeah. Um, and she just straight up says it because she's out here doing her thing and she's winning at everything. She's she's winning national titles. She's winning in recruiting. She's winning in the transfer portal. And, and it, it is just uh, the next several years until Kim Mulkey retires, LSU is going to be an absolute unit in women's college basketball. Powerhouse. Uh, I mean, what so- what Don Staley has done at South Carolina is what Kim Mulkey is beginning to do at LSU. It, it will be to the same level. Um, now, Zach, we, you know, Haley Van Lith, um, I mean, I hate to say this. I, I don't want to, this to like come across any way because Alexis Morris is, was amazing and she deserves the utmost respect. 100%. Um, but from a point guard standpoint, uh, like you are better now than you, you were the last two seasons. Um, Alexis Morris was great, but Haley Van Lith, guys, is is a is a girl who's been playing for Team USA and and like in in, in terms of like recruit Haley Van Lith is that one, right? And, and and she's been doing it for a long time. She is well known in all circles uh, of women's college basketball, and she was that girl coming into her high school recruitment between Louisville and Baylor. I, I mean, I, everybody wanted Haley Van Liff. Um, and for her – And she's averaging her, like 20 a game, just about. Yes, uh, this past season she's averaging just under 20 a game. And, and she's an elite shooter, scorer. Her confidence as is higher than I, – I, I mean, I don't know of anybody who has more confidence than, than Haley Van Liff. I mean – She's of the likes of Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark in terms of her confidence yeah. and, and her mindset, a tenacity, a, a relentless pursuit to win. And you apply that to this team. She Not only does she have tenacity and confidence and a relentless pursuit, she has the talent to pair with it. Uh, so it, it is going to be, I, I mean, elite stuff from Kim Mulkey until the day she retires. Um, and it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And, and Zach, she's not done yet. Nope. Anita Morrow is on campus. Right now. It, it, I mean, right now. And they're doing the same thing they did with Haley Van Lith. They are rolling out all the stops. Now, Zach, I, I want to hear your thoughts on this. So Haley Van Lith, it was almost like a given. Like, okay, she's going to LSU. So Anissa Morrow is a little bit different story. Yes, I agree. Uh, but it likes the chances of LSU. I like the chances of LSU to land her. But the reality is she has a top three. It's USC. It's LSU. It's South Carolina. She's kind of gone through a recruiting process with the transfer portal. She just got back from USC. She's already she got- been at South Carolina, I believe. Uh Somebody fact check fact check us on that. I, I thought she still had to go to South Carolina. She might still have to go to South Carolina, but I, I thought she had visited so, there already. I don't know. Somebody that, please fact check that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let us know. The reality is, is Dawn Staley's in the mix. Yeah, it's going to be tough. And South Carolina was, was pretty gutted 
by the WNBA draft with Aaliyah Boston, Zia Cook. Uh, Going to South Carolina uh, next weekend. Dang it. Oh, yeah. I hate that LSU's not able to be the last. Yeah, yeah the that's last I was going to next South Carolina next weekend. So, look, LSU is pulling out all the stops, and things look good. But, look, South Carolina ain't going to hold any punches either. Don Staley is not going to hold any punches either. And they need somebody to replace Aaliyah Boston. They're going to need they, – they have a need now. Um, and they can sell that to her. Um, but Kim Mulkey has something to sell to her too. She has a national championship to sell to her, which Don Staley does too. She's got two of them. So it's going to be really interesting to see how Anissa Morrow plays out because I, I think it's definitely going to be a little bit harder – well, I wouldn't say a little bit harder. It's going to be harder to land her than it was Haley Van Lith. Zach, what's your kind of what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I do believe this is going to come down to LSU and South Carolina. I don't think this is a Haley Van Lith situation. As I said, when Haley Van Lith entered the portal, I think everybody my immediate reaction was she's LSU, all LSU. Um, I, I I'm I do feel confident though. I do feel very confident uh, because. You know, if she's – I know that the work – there's a lot of background work that is being done. There's a lot of work behind the scenes that is being done uh, to pour into uh, these players that are in the transfer transfer portal. Um, and, look, I, I see Dave – Devon, look, won't be enough playing time. Buddy, buddy, if she, if she comes to LSU, she's in your starting five. I'm sorry to tell you that. But she comes to LSU, she's in your starting five. I understand you got Della Rosa uh, coming in, but if she if uh, if Anissa Morrow comes to LSU, she is your 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 other big. Yeah, she's your three or four. She is she's going to be your other big uh, aside of uh, beside Angel Reese. That like you need to you need to understand that if she comes if she comes to LSU, she is going to be in the starting lineup. Uh, that's why she's on campus right now. Um, she would not be on campus right now if she wasn't going to be on the starting lineup. I'm sorry to tell you that. But, listen, I, I think it's going to be really tough um, going against South Carolina because South Carolina is going to be pulling out all the stops because they have to get somebody to re- replace Aaliyah Boston. And Anissa Morrow is that. Um, so, I'm very interested to see what happens in the next two weeks. Um, I, I'm, I do feel confident, but I honestly, I'm 50-50 on it. I really don't know whether or not she's going to go to LSU. I can't tell you that. Now, look, I know I tweeted it. We put it on Twitter and and Facebook and uh, Instagram. We want to get some traction, you know, in the same way that LSU is is putting out all, you know, doing their best to recruit her and 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 to show her why she needs to come to LSU. I wanted to do the same, and so I wanted to put those five girls out there all together uh, on, on a graphic and and let's get it out there. So look. If you're following uh, Tigers Avenue, which you should be on Twitter, go to Twitter, uh, go go find our post with uh, it's the little Queens. It, it, it just has it's a little graphic. It shows Queens and it shows uh, Haley Van Lith and Angel Reese, Flage Johnson, Anissa Morrow, and Michaela Williams. Go like it, go retweet it, share it. Um, we want to get that. Tra- we want to see. You know, hopefully they see that. Hopefully Anissa Morrow sees that and she likes likes the idea of that. Um, 
And if 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 you get the likes of Anissa Moro, dude, you're gonna be unstoppable. You you might already be unstoppable, but if you get Anissa Moro, Damn. we're talking we're talking potentially you know one of the the greatest teams in women's college basketball. I mean, <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm talking about next like next year. Um, yeah. so like. Dude, I'm so excited to see what happens, you know, and, and let me let me go ahead and, sh- and say this. Look, guys, and if you don't get Anissa Morrow, if she goes to South Carolina, you're going to be fine. You're going to be OK. You've no got doubt. a top. You've got a, the number six player in the country and uh, uh, De, uh, De La Rosa coming in. And she's a really good big. And she would she would be she would fill that role. You also got Samaya Smith, who's put in a lot of valuable minutes for you this past year. So. Regardless of what happens, what I what I've really enjoyed is what they are doing in order to get these players on campus and recruit them. Um, this was not happening two years ago. It, it no. wasn't. Uh, you were not even near this level of recruitment and and hype. Uh, this is all because of Kim Mulkey, and it all goes back to who made the hire. Scott Woodward has done a phenomenal job. We continue. We will continue to praise him. He has done a phenomenal job at knowing who to go get, and he he is a big game hunter. And he went and got Kim Mulkey, and now, uh, you know, the, you are you are having the profit. You you go out, you you got your big game, and now you are reaping the rewards uh, of of nailing that higher. So, you know, whether you get Anissa Moore or not, you should already be extremely elated with what LSU is going to bring to the table next year with Haley Van Lith, Angel Reese, Flajay Johnson. Um, Kateri Poole is going to be back. I mean, I mean, so many players. Uh, Michaela Williams, De La Rosa coming in, Samaya Smith. I mean, that is a really solid team. You, you definitely want to see some more depth. Uh, I think LSU would be, you know, and if you land Anissa Moro, your number one recruiting class is the depth. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and and you know Samaya Samaya Smith is there for depth. Cool. Uh, De La Rosa is there for depth. Like yeah. you know, last year Poe was there for depth. Uh, Kateri Poole is there for depth. Like you're really really good. Uh, if yeah. if you land Anissa Moro, you know I would like to see a little bit more depth. We'll see what else you does. Um, but also I want to make an announcement. So we did uh, end up nailing this today. So on Monday, if if everything works out and, yes. and uh, no, nothing changes, uh, Gary Redis. If you don't know who Gary Redis is, look him up on Twitter. He is behind the scenes doing a lot of a, a lot of work in getting these girls to come into LSU. Played mm-hmm. a major major role in getting uh, you know and getting uh, Haley Van Lith to come to LSU. He is currently at this moment playing a major role in getting Anissa Morrow to come to LSU. He is yep. going to be joining us on Monday. If everything works out, if all the schedules align, he is going to be joining us on Monday to discuss LSU women's basketball and uh, his role that he plays at uh, for LSU women's basketball and at LSU. I'm really excited about that. Um, you know, he's the one where, you know, we saw the video, you know, from Angel Reese that popped up and, you know, he was kind of letting you know what was going on a little bit. That is Gary Redis. Um, so really excited to have him Monday. Yeah, am, am I back on? I know, I know. I you're like good. It. You're good. Good deal. Good deal, Zach. I think we need to get to some comments. They've been, they've been. Hopping. I know they have been popping today. And we will break. We'll have to discuss a few of the other comments here in the next segment. Uh, so Ryan, as always, he's in the building. Thanks for joining us uh, tonight, Ryan. Let's see. 
How y'all doing this Friday afternoon? Robert has been uh, one of our viewers that has, has been joining a lot here recently. We appreciate you, Robert. Uh, let's see. Justin Broussard is in here. Uh, he says, I don't see it with Kyron Lacey. I, listen, Justin. Okay. okay. I'm telling you. I understand. I understand. You know, the production was not was not there last year, uh, as a lot of people, uh, you know, thought it would have been. I think he takes a step up this year for sure. Uh, Doug Nose is in here. Thanks, Doug, for joining us. He said, Morrow looks like she has had a block. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen it, Reagan, but all over Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, they have been all over the place. Let's, I don't know who this is, Baller Island. Thanks for joining us. I, I don't think I've seen uh, you join us before, so whoever you are, Baller Island, appreciate you joining us. I'm assuming these eye emojis are because of Anissa Mora being on campus, which is obviously really exciting. Tyler Townsend also joined us. Uh, my guy, Tyler, appreciate you, bro. Tyler, again, I will try to do a better job of talking to you tonight on the DMs uh, when we, we, whenever LSU and Bama square off tonight at 6 here in about 30 minutes. Uh, he said the Weeks boy is going to be a, a big contributor. I, I do believe so. I mean, we saw West uh, Weeks. He he obviously played a major role uh, last year. Was a really big, you know, came in, got a lot of minutes, um, oh. got a lot of playing time, a lot of snaps uh, coming in and subbing in for guys, uh, kind of on that second team defense. So yeah, I agree with you. Let's see. Uh, maybe uh, I'm being negative, but I'm not excited about the D line hire again, Tyler. Um, I understand. I understand that mentality. I'm also kind of in the dark on this hire. You got to trust BK, and that's exactly what he says. Uh, Doug said you're not excited because it's not a big name you've heard of. But knows I'm, knows I'm just loving the stats uh, uh, South Carolina had, but also don't have too many doubts on BK hires. There you go. That's all you got to worry about. Uh, he said LSU ain't South Carolina. Yeah, LSU's got the athletes, uh, more of the athletes than South Carolina's. Although, South Carolina looks like they're going to do pretty good on the defensive line. They got uh, Nicholas Harbor coming in this season, so we'll see. Um, here, here's a big one. We'll get to this next, but big news on the baseball side of things, which we're about to transition to here shortly after the break. White and Morgan back in the lineup. Love good it. Stuff. Love to see it. Um, Carl also said Mulkey was doing the gritty with Morrow today. Yep, saw that. Awesome. Uh, and all these guys were confirming that she is visiting South Carolina next weekend okay i think we've about covered everything uh let's go ahead reagan let's take a break and then when we come back we will get into lsu alabama uh this weekend series obviously we're gonna be uh it's gonna be starting here in about 30 minutes so let's go ahead let's take a break and then let's talk about uh this weekend series five star hero your intro and outro music for the tigers avenue show they ain't ready for that lsu go check out all his other music on all the major platforms don't forget to follow him on Instagram at Saints Anthem and at Twitter at One Nation Doty. Don't forget to check out his Facebook page for all his Saints and LSU merchandise. Can't get any better than Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. Her firm focuses on the needs of the elderly and maintaining their dignity throughout the process. Here for you, here for your family. Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. Right. What's up? To cut you off, sorry, to rudely interrupt you. Uh, kind of cool. So, you know, I posted the uh, They Ain't Ready, and it's, you know, Haley Van Lith and, you know, Anissa yeah. Morrow and Andrews. Uh, that graphic that we were talking about earlier. Cade Doty, former LSU baseball tiger. He liked it. He liked it. Uh oh. He likes what's going Uh-oh. on. You know, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Good stuff. So, Shout out Kate Doty. Shout out Kate Doty. I hope he's doing good right now. Uh, in the he's in the minors right now. So. Yeah, he's doing good stuff for the Blue Jays right now. Looks really solid out for the Blue Jays right now. 
All right, Zach, we need to talk about this weekend. LSU in the box, back in the box this weekend uh, after a trip to Oxford. Um, they'll be playing Alabama. Um, so, Zach, I, I think uh, this is an interesting series because there's some, I think there's some mixed opinions about this. There are some who think that this should be a series we handle pretty easily, and there are some who think this could be a sneakily – Sneaks, uh, how do you even say that? Sneak, they that Alabama could be a sneaky good team and yeah, catch and sneak up on you. Yeah, sorry, I couldn't spit that out. Anyways, so there's some mixed opinions about this weekend. Um, they're nine and nine. They're sitting at third in the SEC, pretty decent record. Um, third in the SEC West in the SEC. SEC. That's correct. And yet we're, we're third in the SEC. They're third in the SEC West, um, sitting at nine and nine. So, Zach, what's your thoughts going into the weekend? I know what I think, but I want to hear what you think first. Well, a lot like LSU and Arkansas, Alabama has really struggled with injuries on the pitching side of things. Um, and, I, you know, I got a lot of that information from uh, from Matthew Musso and his podcast that he does, uh, you know, uh, Musso at the Box, which I listen to basically every day. Um, so, you know, they've had a lot of issues with trying to figure out the rotation. Seems like they kind of finally have it nailed down now, you know, who was, now I, I, I think I could, I I might be wrong on this, but you know, they basically had to shift. Like, I think they lost like their one and their two maybe. And somebody, I can't remember exactly to be honest with you, but they've had to do a lot of shifting around guys that were in the bullpen had to come out of the bullpen guys that were going to be, you know, weekend or week midweek guys that were going to start in the midweek. Now they're pitching on the weekend rotation. Um, you know, you know, Sunday is now Friday, you know, stuff like it's stuff like that. That's what Alabama has had to do. Um, and they have had an up and down season, you know, they lost the series to Columbia, but look, Columbia is a pretty good team. They're a team that it right now is leading the Ivy league. So, um, this is a team that yes, on paper, they don't, look that great um but they are a veteran team i believe there is like eight seniors and like six grad scene like it's like insane like they're they're old they're old man they are they are led by veteran leadership uh and so experience is going to play a key factor here um i fully believe that they're going to give you your best shot just like every team is because when you have that number one beside you that's what's going to happen and alabama is going to give you their best shot uh, you've got to believe they're going to want to be the first team to finally win a series against LSU. And they're going to give us their best shot. Uh, I think tonight, you know, really bodes well for us, obviously with Paul Skeens, uh, at, at, you know, uh, on the on the mound. It does. Uh, you know, I, the biggest thing that I want to see from this weekend is I want to see the pitchers continue to do what they did last yeah. weekend. Yeah. You know, Ty going eight and a, and a third. Christian going, what was it, seven or six and whatever? Uh, I think he went seven and a third maybe or something like that. Yeah. Um, to see what the guys did on the mound, the ro- the weekend rotation did on the mound this past weekend uh, against Ole Miss, I want to see more of that. I want to see them continue to do that. Uh, because as we have mentioned uh, when we when we discussed it a, a couple of podcasts ago on kind of mid, mid-season grades and expectations going forward, you have to get more out of your weekend rotation and you have to get more from your bullpen. And yeah. what's going to help out your bullpen is your weekend rotation extending more than they have. They did it this past weekend. Can they do it this weekend? 
I think if they I, I honestly believe if LSU is able to extend their pitchers, their 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 starters this weekend, you you very easily can win this series and and potentially sweep. Yeah, so Zach, I, I see some comments on there about uh I think it was I think it was Demui uh said they lost Hess and Hit. He was he was giving you their their names yeah. there. Um Zach, here's my thought. I think you dominate tonight. I, I think you dominate tonight's game. Knock on wood, uh, Reagan. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Uh, I think you do. Um, honestly, Zach, if you go look at, at Alabama's schedule, I, I am one to think that this series, LSU is going to take care of business. Uh, I, I don't think they sneak up on you. They have won five of their last six SEC games. Yep. They swept Mizzou, and uh, they won two out of three. I'm drawing a blank last week. Man, drawing a blank. It was two out of three, I think, the week before. I think it was Auburn, maybe. Anyways, so Alabama has not won an SEC series until two weekends ago. They had lost every SEC series they played. But their their record is nine and nine, which is a pretty decent record. So what's the deal? They've yet to be swept. So I think you take care of business this weekend. But I would not be surprised if this is a weekend where LSU doesn't sweep. I think LSU takes care of business. I think you win the series. I think you take Sunday. Uh, I think you take tonight in dominant fashion. I think you win tomorrow uh, pretty comfortably. Sunday is maybe where they nick you. Um, but I'm not too concerned about this series based on what I was looking at their schedule. Um, they just, they haven't won, uh, uh, you know, and they go and beat and sweep Missouri. And then I think they won two out of three the weekend before that, uh, which is where they're five and six of, of late. Um, they are a veteran team, but this veteran team lacks talent. Uh, it, it's a solid veteran team. I think they're like, Almost, they're probably the exact same team last year, just a year older, minus Zane Denton, who transferred yeah. to Tennessee. Um, their best player, their best, yeah, like arguably their best player. So, you're gonna have a very probably fundamentally sound baseball team in Alabama. I just think you are just better than them talent wise, and I think you overpower them. And I definitely think you win two out of three this weekend, and, and that's just my thought on it. Um, the keys to this weekend, like you already mentioned, is seeing if Ty Floyd and Christian Little can continue to do what they need to do on the mound. Um, I want to see Javen Coleman again because his outing against Ole Miss, you know, I mean, it was the second outing. You can't expect him to be uh, amazing. You know, he's the second outing yeah. uh, um, since the injury. It was his first outing in SEC play, um, and they extended him a little bit, and he got touched. I you need to keep playing him to build some confidence. So I want to see him again. Uh, and I definitely Maybe want to see for an inning or two. Yeah, absolutely. I want to see uh, uh, Griffin Herring continue to just be the solid guy out of the bullpen, the number one guy, um, because, man, he has looked really good of late. Um, but in terms of the weekend series, I think you win two out of three, no problem. Uh, and, and Sunday they may give you a little trouble because uh, they just have yet to be swept. Um, 
So if you go and sweep this team, uh, it, it's it's a great look for LSU, um, especially at home. You, you need to take care of business, and if you sweep, it'll be really good. Um, hopefully, I'm, I don't I don't jinx us, but that's my thoughts. I'm really not concerned about this weekend. Just take care of business and yeah. do what you do. Talent's going to win you this series. So there's been a lot of people. Uh, I want to see who brought it up because I do want to discuss. Okay, so it was Carl Dunn. So Carl Dunn asked the group, over or under 12 strikeouts for skeins tonight. Happy skeins day. Uh, Doug Nose said over. Let's see. Uh, there was a few others in here that mentioned it. Let me see if I can find it. Maybe it was just Carl Dunn. <laughs> oh, but he wants us to know. What is your over under for skeins? 12 strikeouts. Uh, I'm going to take the line. I like 12. Take, you like 12. I I'm like going to go under. I'm gonna go under. I think he hits 11. I think he. he I think he gets 11. Um, looks like Chris Demui agrees. Uh, said under. Uh, so you know, I got Chris Demui on my side, Ray, and I like my chances. <laughs> Look, I like he, my chances. He has yet to have an outing under a, a eleven. You know, under 11. So that's kind of been the line uh, uh, with, with Paul Skeens, and and we went through a gauntlet of teams. And he's consistently put up eleven. I think he definitely at least puts up eleven against Alabama. Um, knock on wood. But ooh, oh shoot, I, Robert said he goes over fifteen. That'd be his highest, right? We, what was the most he had this season? Was it was it thirteen? Yeah. You know, I, I'll say I'll say this. There's only one. There's only one thing that I would wa- like for Paul Skeens, and it's really just me being greedy. Okay, this is complete greed. <laughs> Okay, if you're listening to this on the audio podcast, if you're watching on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, wherever, this is complete just greed. I want to see him com- pitch a complete game. I want to see it. I understand it's difficult. Ooh. I understand the pitch count yeah. gets high because of his strike because he's striking. You know, he's striking guys out. I-, I understand all that, but I want to see him either get to the ninth or finish it off. Man, I just feel like I feel like it's in his tank, and we haven't seen it yet. Um, you know, you got to get a little lucky with, you know, some quick innings. Um, you know, maybe we get that some point down the road, but I would love to see schemes extend, you know, it's getting a little bit more difficult now, especially now that we're later in the season. So, uh, my wishes are quickly fading of that. Um, but I don't know, uh, Chris is in here. Chris, do you, do you think that Paul can go nine or is it too late in the season already? I mean, I, I fully believe he can go nine, but it might be just a little late in the season. You know, it, that arm's getting tired. Yeah, yeah. I think he definitely has it in the tank to go nine. Uh, but if you want him to go nine, he can't be throwing the strikeouts like he normally does. You're, you're, yeah, he's, he's going to have to have some, like, first pitch pop-ups yeah, or something like that. Like, you need, like, ten strikeouts on the night of nine innings. Like, like that's what you're going to need. But it, it'll be tough. Reagan, let's uh, let's let's do something a little different. Let's pick, uh, you know, who we'd like to see have a big weekend, and and maybe discuss something that we want to see, uh, you know, maybe get worked on or get fixed this weekend. I'll let you go first. Oh yeah, so Tommy White and and we, we haven't discussed that yet. Tommy White and, and Trey Morgan back, back. in the line. Uh, big news. I, I think I think White was a little precautionary. I think both of them were precautionary uh, uh, stuff. Um, so to, to talk about them, I, I don't think White needs to get right, but I think Trey Morgan, I mean, he's been great. Don't 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 misunderstand me, but I think, I mean, 
Am I wrong in saying this has been, which it has, you hate to say things like this because it hasn't been bad, but this is, in terms of his tenure at LSU, this is probably his, is it his worst year at the plate as a Tiger? Or was last year? I, I can't remember. I don't know. I'd have to go look at the stats. But I don't have the stats you said with me. Heard like worst. It sounds so bad. Like bad, bad. Yeah. I want him to be Pete Trey Morgan, and Pete Trey Morgan was batting four hundred in SEC play. Yeah. Um, and I want that out of Trey Morgan. We need that out of Trey Morgan. And I feel like it's been lacking just a little bit as of late. And also, I'm really hoping that Gavin is fully healthy. I, I'm- that's where um, I was going to go. Yeah, I'm hoping Gavin is fully healthy because he very clearly was was not 100% at the Old Miss series. And it seemed like he was kind of laboring a little bit at, at the plate. And honestly, I wouldn't – I would not be against sitting him out uh, for the weekend. I, he's probably already in the lineup. but And he's a competitor and he wants to play. But I wish they would have sat him out against Oxford – I mean, against Ole Miss last weekend. That's just my opinion. But I'm not Jay Johnson, and I'm not Gavin Dugas. But that's my thoughts. I, I'm 100% with you there. I would love to see Gavin Dugas kind of get right, as as, as Chris puts it. Um, you know, and, and maybe a part of that just has to be we just have to wait until he's 100% healthy. Um, so, but, you know, when he was healthy, I mean, man, he was, he was a major catalyst for your team. And yeah. he was um, – you know, he was hitting home runs. He was getting clutch hits. I mean, he just always came through when you needed something, yeah. uh, which I feel like you could say that about a lot of players on this team this 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 season. But for me, it's definitely uh, Gavin Dugas this weekend. I want to see, and I also like to see. I I, I want to see a clean weekend from the defense. Uh, I feel like we've just seen, you know, it's definitely slipped in the past few weeks. Uh, we've mentioned that before, but I would love to see just an overall pretty clean weekend from the Tigers. Uh, so Chris says right right hand pitcher he's going to last five innings. Uh, I'm assuming he is talking about he's, uh, ta- he's talking about Robert. Robert said he's going to he's going to go over 15, and he said RP he's going to last five innings if he does that. This is essentially what he's saying. Oh yeah, I, yeah he can't. Uh, there's no way. Um, Trackouts. <laughs> there's no way. Uh, and RP also said if he goes all nine, it probably. Uh, be around 125 pitches or more. They're not going to let him go to 125. They're just not. Maybe, maybe you know the the one tens, but they're. I highly doubt we would ever see him go 125 pitches. <laughs> uh, I agree with Carl. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen via the run rule. So, I would. I'm okay with that. I want to see him pitch a complete game. Uh, and and Chris also said maybe in a regional or a super regional against free swinging teams, you know, teams that are going to be come out there swinging and wanting to want to hit, you know, maybe. Uh, Robert said, I want to see plenty of gorilla ball this weekend. Uh, hopefully we do. Hopefully we do. Because it seems like right now, like Jones is playing really right now, really well right now. Joe Bear's playing really well right now. Um, obviously, Kay Beloso is playing really well. I mean, uh, y'all tell me this. Let's look at Let's look at it. I want to, I wanted to see. If they stuck with it, I'm not going to mention it until I see it. I'm going to look it up right now. It's okay. I'm pulling it up. It won't be long. Okay, so they did go Malazzo. They went with Malazzo. So, lineup for tonight, Dugas leadoff, Morgan uh, batting second, Cruz third, White fourth, Beloso fifth, uh, Thompson uh, sixth, Jones seventh, Joe Bear eighth, and Malazzo seventh. I was curious to see if we got to see Travinsky again. Maybe we see him on Sunday. 
we'll see. I've really enjoyed getting to see Travinsky. He's deserved, he's, I think he's earned some more playing time. I really he do. has. Yeah, he definitely has. Especially right? Brady Neal. Yeah, with the back injury, you're going to have to have somebody to come in and, and give Malazzo a rest. All right, Zach. I think we've covered everything. We're we're about two minutes over. We need to hit one last quick break and then wrap things up. Uh, um, so appreciate all y'all's comments on on the baseball. Looking forward to it this weekend. We'll be right back after this. Make sure you go follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. All at Tigers Avenue for daily updates on the show and all things LSU sports. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to click off and hit that subscribe button at Tigers Avenue. We broadcast all of our shows live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. All right, guys. Appreciate you joining in tonight uh, and interacting. We always love doing it here in the Tigers Avenue Man, it's a great time to be a Tiger. It really is. There's lots of great stuff going on with women's basketball. The men's basketball seem to be on the up and up with what they're doing in the portal. And LSU baseball is is still the number one team in the country. It's a great time to be a Tiger. Uh, and, and we love and, and enjoy talking about it. So we appreciate all your comments and, and your, your input. Uh, hopefully the Tigers can go out and take care of business tonight with Paul Skeens on the mound. Appreciate y'all joining in. Five Star Hero takes us out. Peace.